everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Silla. Today I am doing a spoiler review for the Netflix series Gritzko Season 2 on Netflix. You have been warned, this is a spoiler review. But before I get into it, I am joined here with a very good friend of mine. It's Mark. How you doing, Mark? Better late than never. Absolutely. You ready because to do some- Netflix doesn't really advertise when shit drops yeah yeah um i'm gonna let you all know i know i'm pretty late with this review tardy to the party i really wanted to talk about because i love agretzko and enjoy watching her show mm-hmm. and when season two was coming out i remember the christmas special i saw uh, they had like a cute like little anime intro where Greta was like yeah making season two is really hard and we respect your patience but here's a little something for you yeah just to whet your appetite yeah but yeah and then, yeah, Netflix doesn't market their shit. So. You really just have to always be on the Netflix. You have to be on social media. Yeah. And pay attention. Because, like, I kind of missed uh, Three Below Season 2 coming out, which I will be reviewing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I apologize if I'm late, but I got Mark here to help I'll, me out. You know what? Now that we've even said all that, though, eh. the, all your comments are just going to be, Matt, you're so stupid. I saw so many advertisements for Gretzko. How could you be under, living under such a rock? I'm sorry. I'm watching YouTuber videos of reviewers and news and shit. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I keep getting commercials for cars I can't afford. Boy, ain't that the truth. Yeah. Anyway, so like I said, folks, this will be a spoiler review. So if you have not seen Agretzko season two, you have been warned. Spoilers ahead. Are you ready? Let's go. Ahoy. So uh, season two kind of kicks straight off from the Christmas special, which I'm trying to remember exactly what happened there. And uh, yeah, as far as season two goes, we get a couple new characters popping in to help Agretzko through her. A lot, a lot of dirty millennials. Yeah, things like that. And I do. Ap- I, I say, as someone who I think <coughs> may be qualified as a millennial, or inaccurately, I don't know. I honestly don't. I con- feel like we're just throwing the term millennial around like it's nothing these days. It is. I mean, my stance has always been like, if you were born two thousand or later, you're a millennial mm-hmm. because millennial is a word from millennium, which means a thousand years. Yeah, but for some reason, apparently, it can count. It counts people who were in the eighties. Which makes no sense to me. Especially because I know of so many people born in the 80s who refuse to be called millennials. I mean, aren't they called like Gen Xs or something? You'd think that. Uh, the I weird, don't. The weird thing is there's no good official qualifier to a lot of the there's no generation odds. stuff. It's really just kind of hearsay. Yeah, they're not. But you're not here to hear us talk about millennial BS. You're, you're here to hear us talk about cartoons. BS. But yeah, no. Uh, we got a few new characters coming in. Uh, well, uh, we have that millennial like what's his name? Ada, Ida, Ida, Ida. Uh, he's like the new recruit that comes in for like marketing or uh, uh, customer service and mm-hmm. things like that. And and he Ton has no was social skills. Yeah, yeah. Ton uh tasked Retsko to train him, train him. And as he uh, as Ida, whatever his name was, uh, kind of screws things up a bit. Uh, Retz goes, tries to take the load off from him saying like, maybe I should take care of that. Mm-hmm. And then Ido, whatever his name is, like goes I-dubs, full outrage. <laughs> Idubs. We'll call him Idubs. Goes full outrage mode mm-hmm. and starts sending like weird email things out to her saying like, I don't like the choice of words that you made. I demand a written apology. Please reply by tomorrow morning. It's both obnoxious, but at the same time, if this wasn't, you know, a uh- for all intents and purposes, a cartoon or an anime to be specific. Like if that happened in real life, I would be really creeped out. I would be, I, I mean, I just, and I'm thinking, I mean, Anai. Anai. That's His a, name was Anai. Who's Ida? I don't know. I'm thinking of a different person. 
Anai. But yeah, no, Anai. And also when he does that thing with the eye, he looks like he's possessed. He does. And it's so effing disturbing. But what's kind of funny about that, because I hated him from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I don't have time for the BS people. You didn't like his cooking song? (laughs) That's when I started to warm up to him. And it's funny. um, I forget which character pointed it out, but I think it was like the hippo lady. Yeah. Who said like, because I mean, the whole general theme for season two is about growing up or like Mm -hmm. kind of leaving behind the whole like carefree life of a child and like take responsibilities, uh, do what makes you happy at the same time. And uh, they address the thing with Anai is like, yeah, he's a young guy. He's going into the adult world. He doesn't know how to handle criticism and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what better way for him to handle it by sending out threatening emails in a passive aggressive way or something? Well, maybe not what better, but that's how that's how he handles it. And so like, they make some of that connection between her and Retsko, uh, between Anai and Retsko, mm-hmm. where Retsko, she goes to karaoke and does her heavy metal mm-hmm. singing. And I thought that was a really uh, cute little way to kind of address like a real life thing like that. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing I didn't really care for Anai's arc mm. is I liked where they were going with that. But as soon as that was resolved, he was just another one of the guys. Yeah. Like, they never uh, go back to his weird obsession with any other character past the point of the uh, family festival storyline. Which, again, I thought was really cool. Like you said, Mm -hmm. Bob, the song I mentioned to you that I think what's cool about uh, Retsuko, Mm -hmm. when she goes mad, she has her heavy metal rants and things like that. It's kind of in her head sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not. But that's how she deals with it through song. I like the fact that Anai's version of that is like some EDM song mm-hmm. with like the DJ likeness mm-hmm. with cooking and things like that. I'd like, I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. And, and then Ton just raps. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ton was the rapper. Yeah. yeah, yeah Ton yeah. drops those fat beats because <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> fat jokes. It's funny. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, I like that. But then, like I said, right after that, you just became one of the guys at the lunchroom. Is it weird? I'm really realizing how much a Gretzko uses music for very effective shorthand character yeah you know work i mean i think that's the point it's like uh pushing aside like it's childlike appearance the show is very mature absolutely in its themes uh topics and how it handles certain characters yeah it's not as depressing but like we said it before even on other shows that um it would it fe- it wouldn't feel entirely out of place in like Bojack Horseman's universe or yeah. something. No, I still stand by that. I really feel like they could be in the same universe. They're not because mm-hmm. I mean, there's humans in Bojack universe, but there's not really that kind of like dilemma or uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. surgeons there. Yes, it just it's just happenstance. Um, I'm not sure about you, Mark, but have you seen Omni Viewers are an author's take on anthropomorphic characters? I can't say I have. Well, it was a recent video that he released, and it's actually kind of good timing. He pretty much talks about how authors throughout centuries telling stories use animals to mm-hmm. help tell their stories. Uh, to try to put it a bridge, I recommend you go to his video. It's a really good video on how he breaks it down. Not really like the furry angle of it, but more the literature angle. Yeah. Saying how like uh, making characters animals is a good way to kind of help tell audiences what kind of person this character is because we normally associate like certain personality traits or actions mm-hmm. through animals. Mm-hmm. And he said like Robin hood, Disney's Robin hood's a good example of that because foxes are known to be clever, sly, quick. Mm-hmm. And then you got like other characters like uh little John, mm-hmm. which is he's like a, a buyer. Yeah. He's a big cuddly bear. Mm-hmm. 
So he kind of plays against that tribe. Or like, for example, like uh, the what, what's the, Prince John? Yeah. Yeah. Prince John, where it's like he's kind of like a mangy, effeminate, lying guy. It, it kind of like ties into like how he looks or like the snake. Mm-hmm. Like he's always done like being sneaky or flying things around like that. You know, just like all, like characters. Yeah. It's stuff we've done since the dawn of time across cultures. Yeah, exactly. So while watching Negretzko, it's kind of cool to kind of see that a little bit. Mm hmm. But not entirely, because mm-hmm. I think only a few characters kind of go up to that. Yeah. I would say, because like Ton is definitely like a big pig and mm-hmm. he's kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. I would say that and maybe the Komodo dragon lady who works in their office are the closest. But even then, it's more the animals just reflect the character's demeanor, not the character's demeanor is reflective of the animal itself. Yeah. If that makes sense. So that's just like a weird little side tangent I wanted to bring up. But anyway, uh, back to the review itself. So yeah, like I said, uh, and I just kind of becomes part of the crew, mm-hmm. like midway through the season, mm-hmm. which is fine. I kind of wish they played more with him later on. And then uh, throughout the series, but I really started to kick up during the second half is that uh, Retzko's mother is really trying to do arranged management. Yeah. For her, mm-hmm. trying to like get her to fall in love and marry and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity passes a Retzko by. Yeah. A couple of them actually do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see her kind of struggle with that mm-hmm. until uh, eventually she uh, starts to kind of fall over heels for Tadano, mm-hmm. the donkey guy. Yeah. Which I kind of really liked his character for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, he he was all right. And I remember when you first see him in driving school as a slacker, mm-hmm. like I kind of knew he would have been coming item with her at some point because kind of like the whole series is kind of hinting. It's like, let's go. It's like, you shouldn't like have to change who you are to find the right guy. Yeah. You should just be with a person who is happy letting you be you. Yeah. And it's is it weird that Tom's the one who really hammers that home with her? Ton really grew on me. Ton really does, because no mistake, Ton is a jerk. Straight up. An absolute jerk. But I think that's something that, I think that's something that Gretzko as a series does really well is that even when you, you know, even though a lot of the characters are certain character types, yeah. they still have moments that show they're more than just, you know, a stock yeah. character type. Uh, there's there's actually a person there. Yeah, an archetype. Like Instead of just an archetype, yeah, he's actually dimensional. Yeah. Like, I think it's really it's, it's really cool. Like, again, no excuse for Tom. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, he, he's, he's, he's a jerk. He's a terrible asshole. But in some you way, feel like when he, especially when he has his more tender moments, like, yeah, you feel like at one point he was in Gretzko's shoes, too. He was. I mean, he shared a little bit about his past story. And the way I see it, in a really semi-abusive way, he's kind of like a... An aggressive father figure to Retzko. Kind of. Like, again, this is not by any means a perfect relationship. No, 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 no. But, like, there are qualities of that in the way he's presented. Yeah. But getting back to Dodondo. Dodondo. King um, Dodongo. King Dodongo. He, uh, I liked his overall demeanor and personality, especially mm-hmm. when he was a slacker. Because, like, okay, yeah, in some weird way, he's kind of like the opposite of Retzko. Mm-hmm. But then, as we learned, he's actually like a tech genius. He's almost a Marx Beeks kind of guy, uh, as in he's a really young technological genius developing the next Jarvis. Yeah, or as I believe he called it, the Enio, yeah, or something, like that something like that, and. It was actually kind of funny how, like, Let's Go find out. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me? It's like, well, I mean, I was playing on words. Like, I don't like to work. 
<laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. And it was kind of cute. Like their relationship as they were building up to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like even though he was like a billionaire, whatever, mm-hmm. he, he still was very humble about it. Mm-hmm. He just wanted like Retzko to have a good time and not mm-hmm. have to feel like she has to be anyone else mm-hmm. for the most part. And I thought that was really sweet. Mm-hmm. But what kind of sucked about that is I kind of knew exactly where this was going to go. Yeah. Because, like, I guess that's a problem about watching seasonal TV shows. Like, when they set up certain characters, you know that something's going to happen that's going to totally 180 it. And as soon as, like, Tadondo said, like, oh, yeah, no, being married is pointless. Yeah. I mean, it's just a title. It's like, ah, it's a lot of work. And I was like, yeah, as soon as he started to say that, I was like, yep, nope, I know exactly where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. It's one of those storylines where it's like, oh, yeah, a couple's doing so well. But then one of them was like, I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if I want to get married. And and I'm not saying that makes the season bad. No. But you know what that reminded me of? And this might be a little obscure for some of you. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of that one season in Friends when Monica was dating John Favreau's character, who happened to be a tech genius billionaire who wanted to spend forever with her. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the same approach there, he didn't mind getting married. He wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. But I think his job kind of got in the way or something. Mm-hmm. And there were like other characters that in friends people have a relationship with where it's like, oh, yeah, it seems happy. But then one of them just doesn't want to get married. And they're like, but I do. Friends is a weird show. It was either friends or some other show I was watching where a character was like, yeah, no, I love you. I just don't know if I want to get married. Hmm. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that sums up what friends said to Netflix when they handed them all that money. (laughs) I guess what I'm saying is. It's a very sitcom like trope. Yeah. Or a relationship trope in stories. So mm-hmm. I was kind of half expecting it. I will say this much about Tadondo and his AI thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually afraid that they were actually going to go full Marvel villain with him. Because oh, as God. he was explaining his plan and shit, I was like, oh, this sounds like it goes yeah, south he, really he bad. He was one step away from being a mad scientist. Because just the way he was describing work and he didn't really give a good argument, not at least to my ears, of why this is a good thing. Because he was saying, like, no, people don't have to drive or now people don't have to work. But by doing that, I could bring out people's potential. I was like, how? How is this going to help people? Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really cover that angle. Maybe he did and I wasn't paying attention, but. It sounds like he's really gunning for a Wally-esque future. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, okay, that's final. And Ratsko brought up a good point saying, like, well, how are people going to make money? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he really answered that. No. But the way they kind of concluded at the end where they're like, Retzko came clean about the karaoke thing, because I guess that was the only thing she was really hiding from him. Right. And he just, like, I mean, we don't see the decision or the argument. It's just implied at the end when he leaves the karaoke place. Mm-hmm. And Retzko's, like, inside with Gory and the other lady, mm-hmm. like, just kind of, like, crying about the breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just another guy who came in, seemed to be good enough for her, but then it turns out, no, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, at, at least he had more, and by more, I mean a actual personality and drive <laughs> as opposed to the first one. Yeah, that guy was weird. But it's also one of those very things where uh, I knew a lot of people were really mad in the comments on some stuff that uh, Heine yeah. didn't get with Gretzko in this season. And yeah, I yeah, mean, the hyena I, guy. Yeah, and I feel like that's coming. You know it's coming. Honestly, I think it does because, like, I remember the way Retzko kind of, like, narrated what she wants and what other people tell her. I'm thinking to myself that, yeah, no, Heine seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. Like, even though they downplayed his crush on Retzko in this a little bit more. Yeah. There was still a hint of him being very protective of her 
mm-hmm. trying to like help them out, uh, help her out or whatever it may be, even with like I, an eye and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but I kind of feel like the Christmas special kind of diluted it a little bit for now. Yeah, I think so. Because he did kind of come clean with her, but she shot him down or friend zoned him yeah, or something. Kind of. I don't really remember, but uh, time will tell. Um, overall, I think this was a really good season. I don't know if it was better or worse than mm-hmm. season one. It's kind of hard for me to say, but uh, I've talked a lot. Let me jump to you real quick. Uh, let me know your thoughts overall on this season. I think about the, one of the hard parts when judging Agretzko by seasons is that there's very clearly the first half of a season's plot and then the second half of the season's plot. I will say I liked this second half probably more than the second half of the first season. I agree. But I think I liked the first half of the first season more than the first half of the second season. So somewhere in between there is the perfect season. I agree. (laughs) That's a lot of math right there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I think it's still a good, solid show. No, yeah, it's very enjoyable. And it's funny, actually, going back to OmniViewer's comment about animalistic or anthropomorphic characters in stories, one of the points he brought up is that one of the benefits of having animal characters instead of human characters is, I mean, despite some maybe like the human uh, culture and activities they may do, mm-hmm. having animal characters makes it more of a universal looking story yeah anybody can see themselves in it's a little a little red panda anyone can see themselves in a pig and i think that's why i love the series so much like even though they have japanese names and i have trouble remembering them sometimes Mm -hmm. when i look at them i was like i could imagine that would be steve that would be claire or that'd be hilda or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. if you take out some of the japanese text and maybe some of the mannerisms Mm -hmm. this could easily take place in the u.s this easily could take place in england or really any place else that has a metropolis like this yeah like this, I mean, if we count it as anime, because, you know, I personally what, don't, what, but what, I know, but like what people do and don't count it as anime is so weird these days to me. But um, I would say, or even if you just, if you have a friend who isn't very, you know, exposed or even necessarily a fan of media from Japan, like they're not a fan of kaiju movies, yeah. not a fan of manga or whatever. Agretzko, <laughs> I think, is the good icebreaker. I think so. It's too. the good, easy transition in. Yeah, because it shows some of the Japanese culture without putting in like all those tropes. Yeah. Because like I remember I watched the Christmas special of Agretzka with my mom and she actually enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. She, I mean, she wasn't like head over heels for it, but she knew exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe aside from like some of the names yeah. she couldn't catch on to. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh yeah, cute characters, 25 year old trying to live life. She was like, oh yeah, no, I yeah, get that. Living that- life, yeah. So I think it's a good season. I'm hoping we'll get more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure we will. And uh, closing comments, I will repeat myself because I did talk about season one, I think, or the Christmas special on the old channel before. Uh-huh. I'm still going to say this now. My God, I want a BoJack Horseman cameo in this series. Or at least it, when we get a new season of BoJack Horseman, can we please get Retzko? You've been hiding that drum All those since the start of this I series. want it, man. <laughs> Even if it's just an Easter egg, I just want to see it, man. I know you do. I also want to see Scrooge McDuck in there too. You'll, you'll <laughs> n- now more than ever. You will never Mickey get that. Mouse. You'll never get that. So I want Bugs Bunny in there. Uh, well, no, they're and doing, I also want Bubsy in there. You, you can probably get, <laughs> any, anybody can get Bubsy. Bubsy Bubsy doesn't come expensive. Oh, he does not. But anyway, uh, so yeah, my general thoughts is I was very entertained. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to give it my animation rating or not, but I'm just saying I enjoyed it. 
I'm looking forward to more that they release. Uh, any uh, your overall impressions? I think I'm right there with you. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, anyway, folks, uh, we hope you enjoyed our little spoiler talk of Agretzko Season 2. Season two. Uh, let me know in the comment section below. What did you think of season two of Agretzko? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What are your thoughts? Join the conversation in the comment section below. Mm-hmm. And hey, folks, if you enjoy a review just like this, be sure to give it a like. Subscribe to my channel. Ring that bell to get notified when videos drop. And be sure to support me at patreon.com forward slash Matt Seller. Consider donating as low as a dollar a month. Any support or contribution will go towards my animation, podcast, art, and content made just for you. This is Matt Seller. This is Mark. And thank you all for tuning in. Thank you.